Hello, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and brought to you by your local community radio station. Last week, the Fair Work Commission finally brought down its decision on penalty rates for workers working under the Retail, Hospitality and Pharmacy Awards. After two years, with 39 days of hearings, 143 witnesses, with 123 of those requiring cross-examination and 5,900 submissions, a full bench of the Fair Work Commission made its decision. For the first time in Australian industrial arbitration, a decision was made to cut workers' wages. In this program, we look at what happened and why it is bad for workers and Australia as a whole. We're at the front of the Fair Work Commission where the full bench is about to hand down its decision about penalty rates today at 11 o'clock. We've got scores of people with union flags coming down to demand that the Commission defend penalty rates in this decision. Uh, my name's Josh, I work at um, Coles. And what would a cut in penalty rates mean to you? Cut in penalty rates? Um, it would make studying harder, um, mean I'd have to work more hours if I wanted to complete a postgrad um, after my study. It would just make yeah, life in general as a student more difficult, especially yeah, when working um, not very many hours because of uh, like constraints during the week. Yeah. And what sort of things do you buy with the money that you get from receiving penalty rates? Um, normally, like, um, I'm saving for accommodation to move out, um, travel, food, um, I pay, I'm saving for a car as well, so just that sort of stuff, general, yeah, life expenses, I guess. What sort of things would you cut back on to, to make ends meet? I'd look, I'd probably have to pick up more hours, yeah, in, instead of, yeah, and that would probably impact on my studies, so, yeah. My name's Aslan, I work in hospitality. And what would it mean to you if penalty rates got cut today? Well, uh, it could seriously affect my, uh, my ability to uh, pay the rent. Well, look, you know, rent and, rent and the cost of living is hard enough already, so, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, how, much, I don't know how much more the uh, you know, government and big business wants us, want us to uh, tighten the belt, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, it's just really outrageous that, uh, you know, these attacks are happening on some of the most vulnerable workers in Australia while our bloody politicians are swanning around Apollo matches and, uh, and you know, helicopters and, and charging, you know, give, giving us the bill for that. And what do you think the union movement needs to do to, to ensure penalty rates live on for another 100 years? Well, we absolutely need to mobilise and uh, stick together and, you know, absolutely just, you know, fight these, fight these laws until they're dead in the water. Thanks, mate. Cheers. I'm out the front of the Fair Work Commission with John. John, can you tell us what industry you work in? I work in retail. I work at an independent bottle shop. And what does this decision mean for you with award rates on the weekends being cut by between 25 and 50%? Well, I work full-time as a law stu- I study full-time as a law student, which means I have to work Saturdays and Sundays, which I'm happy to do. Um, but I get about $35 an hour on a Sunday, and if that's slashed, I'll probably lose about $100 a week. And what does that mean for you? Will you have to cut back on certain things? Oh, of course. It just means that, you know, I have to tighten my belt and it's pretty tight as is, to be honest, as a student. But that's, it just seems pretty unfair considering that the people that made the decisions never work on weekends and come into the bottle shop and want to buy, buy you know, beer and wine at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night. When I'm the one serving them, I'm happy to do it. But 
it just means that I'm probably going to have to look for more work, cut back on uni, and that's tough. What kind of sacrifices do you make working these hours on Saturdays and Sundays? Well, you know, you miss out on mates' 21sts and family birthdays, and that's fine. You're happy to do it if you're compensated for it. Um, I understand that people expect services to be open on the weekends, but they're our weekends too, and they're important to us. As I said, we study during the week. We want to go out on weekends. We want to see our families, um, you know, go to things that are important to everyone, but we can't anymore. So it's, it's, it's a, bit of a bit of a spit in the eye, I think. How are you, how are you feeling? This decision's obviously going to affect you personally, but also thousands of other workers across the country are going to lose a lot of pay out of this. How are you feeling right now? I think there's a bit of disbelief. It's... For a long time, no one thought this was going to happen. It was just sort of the Australian way. Um, I've got mates in the UK who came to Australia and worked and they thought it was great. But then I think now that we realise that the Australian way is sort of changing and it's very ideological, I think that shock will turn to anger pretty quickly because this decision was totally avoidable. It was totally ideological. What's next? Going to keep fighting? I think just organise. I'm involved with the Young Workers Centre and we're going to try and join up as many students. I think we've got to use, take this as a positive and sign up as many people as we can, organise, unionise and fight back. And, you know, we can change governments. We've done it before. I remember my parents getting angry when, um, when work choices came about and we changed the government, we, we changed industrial relations system. So there is hope. There is a way to do it. We've just got to fight back. Great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, At the front of the Fair Work Commission with Claire Burns. Trade talk, trade talk Council. What do you think of today's decision, Claire? I'm absolutely disgusted. I feel sick and I'm appalled. Watching, watching those representatives from the employer group standing out the front of the Commission in their suits, looking like they've never done a hard day of work in their life, and they're the ones calling these shots and making these requests of the Commission, it's sickening. They've got no idea what it's like for people who go to work on weekends and have to work overnight and, and what it takes for them to make ends meet. What do you think it means for the workers out there who have just lost thousands of dollars in their take-home pay? I think that's why I feel so sick, because that's how I'd feel if, if I was in their position, and I have been before. You know, there's, these are real decisions that impact on people's real lives in terms of their bottom line. Like, do you know what it feels like to have $5 in your wallet and decide whether or not you put petrol in your car or whether you go and buy some pasta and sauce so that you can feed your kids? I bet... I bet the commissioners and the people from the employer groups don't, uh, but this is what the reality is going to be for a lot of people. What it already is, and it's just going to get worse. What's next? What are you going to do now? Fight back.
So this is our money that they've taken out of our back pockets and at a time when inflation is skyrocketing, when petrol prices are through the roof, when the cost of food is a fortune, when you can't afford housing, they're taking money from the most vulnerable Australians. Shame! Shame! We will never forget this. This is a fight that we will take up to Malcolm Turnbull. This is a fight for the next election. We're going to fight for our penalty rates. We're going to bring it back. And we're going to win, comrades. We're going to win. Let's go to the Fair Work Commission's summary of its decision to cut Sunday and public holiday penalty rates for the lowest paid workers in the country by at least 25%. If you are a worker, you might think the Commission would be thinking about what it would mean for you to make ends meet. But no, the main concern for the Commission is to decide whether a particular modern award achieves the modern award's objective. So what is the modern award objective? It might be a bit tedious, but let's, let's read it. Let's have a listen to what it says in the Act. The objective of the modern award is to provide a fair and relevant minimum safety net of terms and conditions, taking into account relative living standards and the needs of the low paid, the need to encourage collective bargaining, the need to promote social inclusion through increased work participation, the need to promote flexible modern work practices and the efficient and productive performance of work, the need to provide additional remuneration for, and this is where this particular penalty rates decision lies, additional remuneration for employees working overtime, employees working unsocial, irregular or unpredictable hours, that is, employees working on weekends or public holidays or working shifts. Okay. First up, the SDA and United Voice, the unions covering many of the workers affected, argued that since there hasn't been any material change to the working environment, then no changes to pay rates should happen. The Commission agreed with the Australian Industries Council that the modern award doesn't say a change can't happen even if nothing has materially changed. The Fair Work Commission is characterised as the umpire, the impartial umpire to a decision-making process, and that's how the government has been talking about it since the decision to cut penalty rates by 25% on Sunday and public holidays came out. However, the focus of the Fair Work Commission was always on the arguments of the employers to reduce penalty rates and if the arguments put forward by the employers were sound. So, for example, the Fair Work Commission focused on what the extent of the disutility, that's right, that's the word they use, disutility, people experience working on Sunday and public holidays. In their words, the full bench decided that the existing Sunday penalty rates in the hospitality, fast food, retail and pharmacy awards do not achieve the modern award objective as they do not provide a fair and relevant minimum safety net. That is what they wrote. What they are saying is that the Saturday rates are fine and fair, but the Sunday rates are too much. 
However, and this is where their slip shows, they say the full bench did not reduce the Sunday penalty rates to the same level as the Saturday penalty rates, noting that for many workers, Sunday work has a higher level of disutility than Sunday work, though the extent of the disutility is much less than in times past. The full bench also noted that it is implicit in the claims advanced by most of the employer interests that they accepted the position that the disutility associated with Sunday work is higher than the disutility associated with Saturday work. If this was not the case, then they would have proposed that the penalty rates for Sunday and Saturday work be the same, but they did not. The outcome was a 25% cut in loadings in retail, fast food and pharmacy areas with a 25% cut for Level 1 employees in hospitality. The changes to public holiday penalty rates will take effect on the 1st of July 2017 and the variation of the early late night work loadings in the restaurant and fast food awards will take effect in late March 2017. The Fair Work Commission has made a distinction between Level 2 and 3 employees and Level 1 employees in the hospitality industries. They did this because they made a decision that uh, Level 2 and 3 employees are generally speaking regarded as career employees with the major chains, whereas casual and part-time crew members, Level 1 employees, are usually regarded as non-career employees. It also accepted that uh, a substantial proportion of award-reliant employees covered by the modern awards are low-paid and the reductions in Sunday penalty rates will actually reduce people's earnings. As observed in the Productivity Commission's final report, it says... Most existing employees would probably face reduced earnings and it is improbable that as a group, existing workers' hours on Sunday will rise sufficiently to offset the income effects of penalty rate reductions. Part of the Fair Work Commission decision to cut penalty rates was their consideration that some people liked the flexibility of the work and therefore this should be taken into account when discussing the level of disutility. While the talk about career workers and non-career workers saying that those who work full or part-time should be able to keep their rates of pay because they can be considered to be career employees speaks to the creation of a lower tier of workers in Australia. They also say there is no intention to affect the pay scales of professional workers such as emergency services workers or nurses. It would seem this special treatment of wages cuts is being preserved specially for the most vulnerable workers in the workplace. I'm with Lisa Heap, the Women's Officer at the Victorian Trades Hall Council. We've just heard that the Commission has made a decision to cut penalty rates for retail and hospitality workers. What do you think this means for the predominantly women work, the women in the workforce in those sectors? 
This is just another example where um, the system that's dominated by male and male hierarchy has done over women workers again. Those women who are trying to make ends meet to support their families are going to either have to increase the hours that they work or find other means to get that income, which means relying more heavily on social welfare. And what can, what can women who have been affected by these changes today do to fight back? This is, this, is a, this is a movement. It's clear here today from the people here that this is the beginning of a, a new momentum around people saying enough is enough. And those women um, know how to get involved and we get them involved because their stories and the reality of their lives is what's going to generate a whole group of Australians who say enough is enough and we need a government and we need a system that's going to deliver for working women. You're on Stick Together, Union News and Workers' Stories. Produced at 3CR, broadcast on the Community Radio Network and brought to you on your local community radio station. My name's Annie McLaughlin. We are looking at the Fair Work Commission's decision last week to cut the penalty rates for retail, hospitality and pharmacy workers working on Sunday and public holidays. This decision is bad for the workers affected and for workers in general. Listen to some responses of people outside the Fair Work Commission on that fateful Thursday, the 23rd of February. I'm down here with Phil Altieri from the Rail, Tram and Bus Union. What would it mean to your members if penalty rates uh, were cut? Oh, it would be absolutely devastating. Um, In our industry, we're 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, Sundays, public holidays, Christmas Day. It would mean uh, take-home pay would reduce by around 30% for our membership. Huge. Would it also make it more difficult to find people to to take those shifts on weekends? Would people be less likely to work? Oh, look, that's absolutely right. Uh, People would be very selective. Uh, We give up all sorts of things uh, with our families and we need to be compensated for that. Uh, What we get is just a small uh, compensation, basically. So, um, you know, we can't do without penalty rates. So this decision only affects the retail and hospitality sectors, but are you concerned that it might spread further? Of course I'm um, concerned, um, but I'm also concerned for those workers. Those workers are arguably the lowest paid already, and and here we go, we want to kill them again. Um, So yes, I've got concerns that will spread, but I'm also very concerned for those workers. I'm with Craig McGregor at the front of the Fair Work Commission, where news has just come through that penalty rates on on weekends will be cut by between 25 and 50% for some workers. Craig, the workers from the allied health profession are affected by this particular case but you're out here showing your support what do you think this means in the long run for workers in your sector yeah i have no doubt that this is just the uh, thin edge of the wedge this will be rolled out across the country you wait and see we'll we'll see uh, health workers we'll see emergency workers we'll see uh, workers who do all that important weekend work being affected by this decision this is a terrible day for australia if this if these decisions were to filter out across the rest of the economy what would it mean for workers in your sector? Oh, look, to, to be frank, I think some of our workers, in, in fact a great deal of our workers, would probably uh, choose not to work on weekends. I would simply say, guess what, we're not doing it. I'm going to spend the time with my family and my friends and um, you can find someone else to do that weekend work. And we'd be encouraging them to do that, I'll tell you what. So it doesn't, it doesn't end here, I guess. The campaign continues. What can rank-and-file members and other people out there that need these penalty rates to do to, to fight back? I tell you, solidarity is absolutely crucial here. You know, the allied health people out there need to stand up and support the retail workers uh, and service workers in this issue, in this struggle, and uh, we'll do that. We'll, we'll encourage them to do that. We'll organise it as best we can. It'll be good. Thanks, Craig.
The Fair Work Commission decision to cut penalty rates for Sunday and public holiday for retail, hospitality and pharmacy workers on the evidence of employers has sent shockwaves through the Australian community and political scene. Some employers, like Lush Cosmetics, have just flatly refused to change the rates of pay. The latest polls show the government at 40% and Labor at 55% party preferred. Labor, supported by the Greens, put forward a bill to squash the changes. The federal government schoolyard taunts that Labor supported the Fair Work Commission's review, so should abide by the umpire's decision, is looking pretty feeble with what is the resurfacing of a class war. Is this rejigging of the industrial landscape going to bring the jobs the employers promise, or is this just a profit grab? Is the flatlining of wages growth confirmed by the latest ABS figures and the cut to penalties just a scandalous free kick to the boss class? Where does it leave Australian workers and the Australian economy? We spoke to Bill Mitchell, he's the Professor of Economics from Newcastle University, about the lack of wages growth and then the cut on the penalty rates and what it means. There's two important trends and they've been accelerating in the last year but have been on, you know, in the wind for a long time. And the first one is that uh, for the fourth consecutive quarter, so a quarter is three months, the Australian Bureau of Statistics has told us that wages growth in Australia is at record lows. It's a substantial uh, deviation from the past. Uh, we've now got wages that the workers receive growing barely the same pace as inflation. The real equivalent of the wages we receive is either static, growing absolutely in a minuscule way or falling. So essentially, you know, static real wages. So our real standard of living in through our wages is, is basically been static for at least the last year. A real wages growth is lagging behind the growth in productivity, right? Well, this is the second trend that I mentioned. And uh, productivity growth is the output per unit of input. It fluctuates and uh, quite wildly at times, but that's been growing, you know, 1, 1.5% per annum uh, for a long time. And real wages, which is the real equivalent of our money wages, has been lagging dramatically behind that. Now, what that means is that in terms of total national income, the amount of output and income that the economy produces each year or each period, that's distributed out between workers and uh, profit recipients. And uh, what that means is if real wages lag behind productivity growth, then more of the national income is being redistributed to profits and the worker's share has been falling, and that's been falling for about 40 years now. Yeah, right. So there's been a massive gap in this redistribution of national income to profits and away from wage earners. There there has. One of the hallmarks of what we call the neoliberal era has been the dramatic divergence between real wages growth and productivity growth. Now, why that's important is because historically real wages have grown in line with productivity growth. So when productivity grows, it's shared out among 
profit recipients and workers who who get wages. So it it, it was a, a stylized fact that that would be a proportional relationship. Now that made sense because real wages are what you know the the, the purchasing power of our our income our wage incomes, and productivity is the amount of extra stuff that's getting pumped out into the economy each period. And so if those two... And given that uh, consumption expenditure, which is highly dependent on wages, is is the biggest pro- component of total spending, then that made sense because it meant that as the economy was pumping out more and more stuff, the workers had more and more capacity to buy it, and so that stopped what a Marxist would call a realisation crisis, in other words, not being able to sell enough stuff. The federal government at the moment is doing things like uh, cutting, uh, attacking pensioners and social welfare recipients, trying to gouge more money out of that section. And we've just heard that the uh, Fair Work Commission has agreed that it is appropriate to cut penalty rates for people who are working on uh, public holidays and on the weekends. So is this part of a recovery, jobs and growth uh, ideology uh, in relation to uh, government policy? Does it well, yeah, connect to yeah, this my, low wages my, growth? Well, of course it doesn't. I mean, my, my view on the uh, jobs and growth is that it's just a, a, a vacant statement to make to cover the tracks of a government that's doing exactly the opposite. And... You know, what we've seen over the last 30 years is as this real wages and productivity growth diverged, the only way the economy could keep growing with incomes, work wage incomes being suppressed was through credit growth. And, you know, we had the financial market deregulation, the massive growth of financial engineering, pushing credit onto people. And, you know, we've now got a situation where the Reserve Bank governor is worried that Australian households have record levels of indebtedness. And so if you put all that together and you have a government attacking workers' incomes and uh, fixed-income recipients through, you know, uh, income support payments or pensions, and then you have the Fair Work Commission turning around and and uh, cutting penalty rates for the lowest-paid workers in our economy who will spend every dollar they earn, in fast food, in hospitality and in retail, probably about a million workers, uh, you've got a recipe for, for a very stagnant growth environment and rising unemployment and increased poverty rates. That's it for Stick Together this week. Next week is International Working Women's Day, so we will be bringing you a focus on women workers. Thanks to you for listening. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and we're broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. You can call us on 0394198377 and leave us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Catch you next time. Grandfather walked this land in chains a land he called his own he was given another name and taken into town but he got special treatment special treatment very special treatment 
My father worked a 12-hour day As a stockman on the station The very same work But not the same pay As his white companions He got special treatment Special treatment Very special treatment Mother and father Loved each other well But together They could not stay They were split up Against their will Until their dying day They got Special treatment Special treatment Very special treatment Mama gave birth to a stranger's child A child she called her own Strangers came and took away that child To a stranger's home She got special treatment Special treatment Very special treatment I never spoke my mind